Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome into the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We're starting early today, 1030 to 1130. Uh, Next week, Wrestling Hour will will be the Wrestling Half Hour from 10 to 1030. So go ahead and make note of that on your phone calendar. Well, if you got your phone handy, put in this number. It is the Cerrito Live Wire Hotline, 901-360-8255, because we are going to be taking your phone calls today, 360-8255. We're taking your phone calls every week now on the show. Is uh, interactive as it gets here on Cerrito Live every single week. So if you have a, a question or a comment or a thought from Monday Night Raw in Memphis this week, uh, give me a call, 360-8255. You can join in on the conversation. Coming up, Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He was inside FedEx Forum for Monday Night Raw. He will join me later on in this hour to get his thoughts on what's happening. And again, we'll get your thoughts if you want. 360-8255 is the phone number. That's a 901 area code. So if you want to cut a promo, uh, join the conversation about Monday Night Raw in Memphis because we will be recapping it throughout today's Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We're going to start things off with Derek by God King, and he joins me now. What's up, DK? Nothing much. What's going on, man? Uh, thanks for joining me this morning. I know you were inside FedEx Forum the other night. And I was indeed. <laughs> you watched it, of course, from the perspective of a professional wrestler. Derek King, of course, former star of WGN's Wrestling with Death, a former Grizzly Weight champion, Mr. Personalities. You can follow him on Twitter. The accolades just keep coming. <laughs> at Derek King one on 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 Twitter. Before we get to, into talking about Monday Night Raw, I have to ask you: What is your favorite Memphis barbecue restaurant? <laughs> um, you know, I really don't have one. Oh! I really, I really don't have a favorite Memphis barbecue restaurant. Um, I, I really don't. I mean, I've, I've had you know, I got obviously Rodney Hood, and I've had the King Jerry Lawler's barbecue, but uh. I don't have a favorite barbecue. I'm more of a uh, now. If you ask me where I like to have my favorite adult beverage, that'd be a different story. <laughs> so you were you were you were living the gimmick. It's one of these Texas. <laughs> I think the bar- gimmick's living me. I don't know. If that's I, don't know. <laughs> I the Texas barbecue boy there from 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 the the Grizzlies games. Will you be at any more Grizzlies wrestling nights? Can you tell us that or no? Uh, never say never. Uh, I do uh, as an alter ego of the Texas barbecue boys. I know. Uh, they like to get in every now and then, so who knows? Um, when they give the call, whenever they give the call, I'll be there. Okay, we are, we are uh, talking about Monday Night Raw. So, what when did you when did you get there, Derek? What time did you arrive at FedEx Forum? Were you there for the main event matches? By not the main event, not the end of the show, the actual main event television program. No, I got before. there right before the show, just right before the show started. Uh, I didn't see the main event matches. Uh, as a matter of fact, I almost missed Vince walking out because I was in the um, in line to get some food. Just food. Well, I was in line. I just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was in line. <laughs> okay. The, the 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 first five matches on this show were tag team matches this this week. So, with none of them featuring the tag team champions 
But we had there were two tag matches on the main event taping before. You had Ronda Rousey in that tag match that opened the show, and you had a revival in a tag match, and you had a, and you had a six woman tag match. That was that's the was tag teams everywhere. Like Teddy Long was booking this week's Monday Night Raw for the first uh, five matches. That's that's a lot, lots of tag matches to get started. But it was a great show. I enjoyed it. I'm interested to hear what you had to, to think about it, Derek. Of course, Raw has been in a rating slump. For, for so many weeks, and it's also a creative slump. So coming into Memphis, we were not sure. We knew we were going to get Ronda Rousey's debut in, in Memphis, Tennessee, wrestling on a Monday night. So that was going to be cool to see Ronda Rousey wrestling in Memphis, Tennessee on a Monday night. But we didn't really know much else of what would happen. We were not guaranteed Paul Heyman, but we got Paul Heyman. We got Vince McMahon to come out, who rarely makes appearances on television. And well, we knew we were going to see John Cena and that he was going to wrestle from what they advertised. But uh, we got to see matches that matter on this show. We got to see a, a title change, a new number one contender. We saw storyline advancement. We saw big names cutting promos, as I mentioned. We saw, saw debuts of, of both talent and titles. It was, it was, it was a great night. What, what, what will you remember uh, from, from, from Raw this week, Derek? Now you forgot to mention the King had a cameo. The King, the that's King what, is that, is that the, I mean, that's, I mean, it's on my notes of things that happened <laughs> on Monday, but I, I mean, yes, of course, it's great to have the king on the show. But his, what did you think about? We'll talk about it right now. Jerry Lawler making his his cameo backstage, kind of teasing, like in the live crowd, they teased it like he was about to come out, right? So they show right. they show Jerry Lawler coming out of Vince McMahon's office backstage, and on the screen it says "coming up." So, and I'm like, and also like the conga line comes through with "No Way Jose," and. And I'm like, I, I turned to my buddy. I'm like, what the hell is coming up? What do you mean? What is coming up? It says coming up. Like, what in the world are they saying is coming up? You have Jerry Lawler walking out of an office with a Congo line going by. And you have a bunch of the – you have like the B team and a bunch of uh, of low budgets in line waiting to get – like, what is coming up? What do you mean coming up? Anyway, that was it. That's all we saw of the king. He did not come out and to the in front of the crowd at all. I think I think sometimes in wrestling we read too much into what's supposed to happen. I, I, I think we liken a lot of things to the attitude era, but you never knew what was coming up. GTV, for instance, you never knew what that was going to be. You never knew. So, you know, those kind of things are teasers. There's something to, to keep your eye watching, to keep you watching. Uh, you know, I, I was just sitting here, you, you said about the tag matches and, you know, and, you know, got surprises or, you know, you got uh, things unveiled and all that kind of stuff at the show. It's a TV show and it's a wrestling show, and it's hard to do a lot of that. I think that uh, as fans, sometimes we become cynical, thinking, trying to figure out why are they not doing this, why are they not doing that. Why, if if it was that easy, <laughs> then would everybody be watching? In a world where we TiVo everything or DVR everything or uh, and never watch anything at the same time, ratings are still their priority, which is not wrestling. Sometimes to me, I think you need to have a good wrestling show. To answer your question about the biggest surprise of you know, my uh, yeah. favorite moment, obviously Vince coming out was a, a big deal. Um, you don't get Vince all the time, and that's you know it. It's almost a little bit more important when Vince shows up. So you want to see what he has to say. You want to see what you know what's what's shaking things up. You know, I know a lot of people are still upset about the shake up. Like it's a shake up. I mean, they only can do they only can do so much with so much talent. If you introduce everybody at one time, then nobody would mean anything. So. I uh, the show was to me was very good. I uh, I actually was wa- watched all three hours, which is unusual at home because I get to you know be around the house, not to sit and watch for three hours. But 
you know, just sitting there. And I think a lot of the wrestlers, like, you know, some of the guys over there, we're more into the, I say, spectacle of seeing how everything works, you know, how it breaks down and all that kind of stuff. You know, the wrestling part, almost some of the wrestlers are secondary when we look at it, because we're looking at the uh, how they put the show on instead of how they, uh, because we can get the wrestlers. We're just like, how do they get that show to work like that? That's what we want to know. Okay. From a wrestler's perspective, that's the thing. That's how we look at it. Right. I mean, you're yeah, you're always on here de- defending that it's hard. It's harder than it looks. It's harder than it looks. Which right. I mean, it is. <laughs> well, absolutely. We are breaking down Monday Night Raw in Memphis FedEx Forum the other day. If you want to join in on the conversation at any point today, the phone line is three six zero eighty two fifty five. That's nine zero one three six zero eighty two fifty five. Or you can text the show six seven one two nine. Or you can tweet at me. I'm at Cerrito. Derek is at Derek King one on Twitter. But we are very interactive every week of this show. Uh, now it's not only Cerrito Live, it's Cerrito Live Wire. So we want to hear from you. So if you were in FedEx form and you got a thought or a comment, uh, feel free yeah. to join in on the conversation. That, pe- that people can call in and cut promos, is what you said. They can cut a promo, of course, yes. <laughs> That's what they want. Okay, one on me. <laughs> <laughs> but the phone lines are open again, 901-360-8255. Okay. I said there so there were matches that mattered. Let's look at the matches. Like This is something that does not happen every week on Monday Night Raw, but we had matches that mattered. For some reason, we had Finn versus Gender to qualify for that main event, which mattered, right? The new number one. Right. Like, talk about storyline development. Going into this, to the, to this show, uh, the main event for the Royal Rumble was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. But that all changed on Monday night in Memphis. And that that's probably the biggest wrestling story of this week. If you think about it, it might be the biggest wrestling story, the biggest wrestling story in the history of our sport, possibly. Uh, we're one day, we're, we're a couple of days removed. So I think it might be the big, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's the biggest story in the history of our sport. It might be, it might happen right here in Memphis. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history. The two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event this sport has ever seen. The biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. All right, we do talk about the biggest story of the week every week on the show. The biggest story this week is the changeup at the Royal Rumble. Finn Balor's getting a push, at least for a couple of weeks, and we'll be main eventing the Royal Rumble now against Brock Lesnar. Guaranteed to be a great match, right? Brock has had... Fantastic matches recently with Daniel Bryan, with AJ Styles. To me, uh, looking at this at first, it's okay. This is going to probably just be just like one of those matches where it's a, a great match where we believe that Finn Balor has a shot to win during the match. And we might think for a second, like, is he really going to win? But then he ends up losing. And that's my prediction. Great match where for a moment in that match, we're all going to believe that Finn is, could win and then he doesn't win. So... Are you excited about this new main event? I'm I'm more excited about Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar than I was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the like fourth and a half time. I, you're true. I do. I am very excited. Excited for Finn. You know, he definitely deserves it. But what if Finn Balor wins? Let me just say that. What if? Because this is a business where anything's possible. That's the truth. And so, uh, what if he wins? Well, that's a good question. I. Because you're already counting him out. You already say, oh, if someone's like, well, he's gonna. What if he wins? That would be huge. Rarely does the does the championship change hands at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he could win. It would be, it would be fantastic if he did. Yes. What if he did? What if he comes out as the demon? What if he doesn't come out as the demon? I mean, there's there's many questions now going in, and that makes it a more interesting. 
uh, pay-per-view coming up. But I, one of the reasons I think that, you know, often the times the title doesn't change hands at the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is the marquee attraction on this show and often goes on last, right? Especially now that they have two Rumbles, they're going to start the show with a Rumble, end the show with a Rumble. That To have such a big upset title win in what would be the middle of the show or to do it after the Rumble, then, you know. It's, but it could shake things up, could it? It would shake things But <laughs> that, things have been shaken up, and that's what happened on Monday night. So Finn Balor in matches that mattered, became the number one contender and put himself back in the position he was a couple years ago going into to SummerSlam where he became the first universal champion. Now he has a shot to win it again. Right. That match mattered on Monday. The triple threat match mattered for sure. I mean, the IC title was on the line, and then boom, we have a brand new champion, Bobby Lashley. Good match, by the way. Very good match. Very, very good. Great match. Seth, Roll- <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is a workhorse. He is the, um, if there was an MVP or if there was a uh, Shawn Michaels Award of the Week or or of the Year or of the Decade at this moment, Seth Rollins is the guy. I mean, day in, day out, he's working hard, goes out there, cuts from good promos, believable. There's not enough good things I can say about him. You know, I I don't have a knock on him at all. I mean, why would I? But, I mean, the idea is the guy's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's a He's the real. He's a real deal, but he's the guy that can go out there and do it all. So we also mentioned big names cutting promos in front of the crowd. We were not expecting to see Vince McMahon. You know, I mentioned last week on the show. There's a possibility that a McMahon could be there, but Vince Vince started the show getting out of that limousine and is was in the ring. And and obviously here in 2019, Vince doesn't trust himself to carry an in ring segment. All of Vince's recent. Uh, appearances live in the ring uh, have all involved somebody interrupting it very quickly. And that happened again on Monday night. And you had John Cena come out very passionately in that promo and everybody which set up that main event. The role was paced a little little interesting uh, on Monday night. You talk about putting together a show is hard, but they had to tell the story of Braun, the reason Braun got put knocked out of the match, how Braun, you know, got knocked out of the of the main event, how he got removed from the card. And then they had to book the who's going to be wrestling in the main event that night to get that spot. Plus they put in that twist with Finn and Gender happening. Uh it wasn't your your regularly paced out Monday night raw, but that made so you had to watch more, the show you had to watch the show all the way through. Right. You sure. didn't right. You didn't know what was happening. And that, to add to that also the debuts of these NXT stars that we got to see, because we saw the debut of of, of quite a few NXT talent in Memphis, Tennessee on Monday night. The call-ups, the new, the new wrestlers they've been teasing for months. Plus, out of nowhere, boom, here are the, the new women's t- tag team titles at the uh, start of Alexa Bliss. Those belts segment. look pretty good. I like those belts. They look good. Those belts looked pretty good. Let's talk about these NXT debuts really fast. So EC3, EC3 debuting backstage and where you – as far as I know, we couldn't see that in the arena. I didn't see it. I missed that. And, they, and yeah. I went back and read that he had debuted it then. I think he was on SmackDown also. But I missed the debut. You know, here's the strange thing about uh, WWE, and I would just watch some old. I just was listening to uh, some different podcasts with uh, Bruce Pritchard listening up the other day. And just some of the backstage stuff, how you have to catch it as it happens. And it, it's the subtle stuff. But I never I never got to see that on the uh, on Raw. And plus, it, here's another thing about being live, and most of the time I like to be at home watching it. 
you do miss a lot of the things that are that are hidden on television because you're there's so much else going on. You know, there's people around. You know, you're either you know you're getting up to in my case get an adult beverage or <laughs> you're, you're roaming around. You know, you're talking to people. You know, there's so much distraction instead of watching the show, and so you find yourself missing some of that stuff. So you go back and try to watch it and catch it. But I, I didn't go. I just read, went back and read. They said that he uh, debuted. And I was like, oh, I didn't get to see that. Right. I, I saw it on Twitter, like sitting there. And checking it during a commercial, like I didn't remember. I don't remember seeing. It. I don't think it was on the screen. It might have been on one of the screens in the arena, or we might not have seen. It. I didn't see it at all in in arena as, as he made his debut it, backstage in the same line. He like so that his interview backstage came in between a Kurt Hawkins interview and a B team interview. Doesn't not necessarily yeah, the, and not knocking those guys. I'd probably definitely would have missed you know how that happened. Yeah, that seemed to like you don't. Not, not knocking them at all. They're great for what they do, but they're on a certain level, right? And you don't want your new guy being uh, positioned, debuting, that he is on the, the same level as those guys. Nikki Cross had the biggest debut of the night because she ended up being in a actually wrestling. Uh, but she, of course, has been on SmackDown before. She was part of uh, Sanity and may end up on SmackDown because what we later came to find out, all these debuts, um, all these stars are just going to be bouncing between Raw and SmackDown and then settle into a spot uh, to be determined. And so Nikki Cross debuted with Natty and Bailey as their mystery partner. And yeah, then I just I, see here's another thing, and I, and I feel bad because I don't really watch NXT or I, I watch. I think I watched maybe the two of the you know the two of their biggest uh, bigger events, but I hadn't really. I don't keep up with this. It's a lot of wrestling during the week. It's a lot of wrestling, but uh, I didn't know who she was. I just I just didn't. And I think sometimes we catered, you know. We cater to a small audience to, you know, like NXT audience and think, oh, everybody knows who these people are. A lot of people do and a lot of people don't. And I, I had this conversation we were talking about, and not to segue into a, about another wrestling, but uh, that new company that's opening up with uh, Jericho and uh, Cody oh, Rhodes. Yeah, all eight, yes. It's, it's hard. WWE is like a family. It's like, you know, if you look at the circus, or I don't want not to classify the circus, but you look <laughs> at it like the family goes to that. And like diehard wrestling fans will watch the other show because they're they're you know they're mostly you know older gentlemen, you know middle age and I say middle age young guys watching it that want to be wrestlers or want to be catchers catch can and watch all that kind of stuff. And WWE's more entertainment. And I just think to myself, you find yourself losing that to everybody doesn't watch wrestling like that. Everybody's not into hold for hold or wrestling, so to speak. We're, you know, we're more you know some people like. Pro wrestling because I know watch I watch Saturday morning wrestling in Memphis for the promos or the interviews and you know the angle you never watch Saturday morning wrestling for the you know the best match on you know in the South on TV. That's true and NXT is definitely is definitely wrestling heavy but uh, it and in, in this era where we, people just watch you watch wrestling different some people do uh, like I do it's a very meta viewing experience you want to watch the stars of the future that's part of the reason you watch NXT and then you want to fantasy book in your mind like how would these guys. Uh, and gals translate to the roster, and so there's it's it's a whole different viewing experience when you get to see right. the origin stories of these stars, and by watching NXT before they even get called up to the roster. But yeah, I don't I I I I'll watch NXT takes takeovers occasionally, and I'll go to the shows when they come to Memphis. But there's so, there's too many hours. There's only there's only so many hours you got during during the week. We all have other you know other jobs, you know, right? Exactly. And I want to watch other stuff too. 
But uh, we're talking with Derek. He's joining us as we look back at Monday and I Raw this week in Memphis, but also look forward to what happened there and what it will mean to the future because so much did go down. It was a good show with with plenty of of action. Also backstage, we saw the the debut of Nikki Cross, or which I'm sorry, Lacey Evans was the backstage debut, and I don't know much about her, but apparently she has a Mary Poppins gimmick, I guess. And then we have uh, Heavy Machinery came out and interrupted. That Alexa Bliss segment which was just an awkward segment in, in, to see live, and I, from what I what I saw, also pretty awkward, <laughs> yeah, awkward just, on television. We'll just get up and go. <laughs> yeah, and the title belts were revealed though at the end. Talk about okay. I, often on this show, I will talk about the Universal Championship and how it's just got a very unimpressive history right now. A very unimpressive right. history. The the women tag titles are off to a. a Almost uh, as bad of a start here. So we find out that they're going to be women's tag titles by Santa McMahon over the holidays. Vince McMahon dressed as Santa Claus when he makes the announcement that the titles are going to happen. Then the title reveal comes out of nowhere at the beginning of a segment right after Alexa Bliss was was topless backstage. And right as the other NXT debut happens with the half of heavy machinery tag team from NXT comes out. So such a bizarre start there. Then we find out that the women's tag titles are going to be decided. They're going to crown the first champions. They're going to crown them in the Elimination Chamber match, which is a match without tags in it. There are no tags in an Elimination Chamber match. So your first tag team champions are going to be crowned in a match where there's actually not going to be any tagging. So it's really your, your the, the women's team championships that will be decided inside that elimination chamber. Why they're not doing a tournament, I don't know. You've got weeks of programming. You could you could program it around. I would like to, if they could have done weeks of programming and lead it up to, to WrestleMania, that would be a cool match to start WrestleMania with, with brand new women's tag teams champions in the very first match, because probably the last match is going to be a women's match. But Yeah, you know, it, it, I love to listen to you say that. It does make a lot of sense. But I think they also have to think about uh, how they're trying to, what are they going to do for that Elimination Chamber right. match? You know, what are they going to do for, you know, exactly having the tournament and all that stuff makes sense. But, you know, I know they want to have the women's in the Elimination match. It's a lot of stuff going on. And it's hard. Like I, I hate to keep saying it's hard to do, but it, obviously it's being done. But it's somebody <laughs> else's ice cream. But the idea is it, uh, it's so much going on that you're trying to get so much over, you know, to the people and the people have to digest all that. I think that we craved a network and we craved so much rest. And now we're almost full. Cause it was like, okay, wait a minute, what is happening? And you know, like, I, right. But the one thing, there's the too one, much going on. The one thing DK that we're not getting, uh, still is more matches that matter. We had matches that mattered on Monday night. And I keep using that phrase matches that matter. I want to see a match right. where the result means something. And the easiest way to do that is a tournament. If you're crowning new champions, let's do a tournament. So every week you have a match that matters. That's a, that's a women's tag match, right? Uh, let's get some more matches I, I, that matter. I, I get you on the matches that matter, but here's the thing. They need to make stars first. And there's no, you know, right. like, I, just, we all harbor, you know, go back to the uh, attitude there. They created stars for real. I mean, look at it. Everybody became a star. Now, Everybody's just, we're all wrestlers. Everybody's a wrestler. They're, they're you know, they tag belt. They can give the tag belt to somebody. They're just going to be tag team champions. But do, did they connect with the people? Did they get over? Did, did Giving them a belt don't make a difference. 
and we all can have they can make a million belts on the show and everybody have a belt but if they're not over they're not over <laughs> getting getting close getting close to that there could be a, a battle royal with of all champions at, at some point all right derek we're gonna go to our first caller here in just a second but I, I ask you real quick what was more impressive so this is the second consecutive year that braun Strowman destroyed something backstage at fedex forum during a monday night raw in january last january it was the grappling hook he threw and tore down the set on top of of the mayor of knox county and brock lesnar uh, this year he flipped the limo. Which one was more impressive? Because it's Vince's limo, I'm going to give it to Vince, but I did like the grappling hook. The grappling hook could have brought down the set. That's, that's pretty neat to see, too. Yeah, that was that was something new. That was definitely something right. new. So we're going to go to our first caller. It's Ernie. I think it's uh, Ernie. What's up, Ernie? You're on uh, on Cerrito Livewire. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What What did you think about about Monday Night Raw? This, this is Ernie, right? Blurred yeah, without yeah, fear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is me. This is me. <laughs> Cerrito so, I mean, trivia that. host, Cerrito trivia host, Ernie. <laughs> what? And of course, uh, shout out real quick your 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 uh, your blog and uh, your um, video podcast that you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. Uh, I do a YouTube show, uh, Blur Without Fear. Uh, I talk about comic books and other like nerdy stuff, and I also do the Powers Not Included podcast. We talk about comic books and, and uh, other nerdy adjacent things like that. And, um. Yeah, like I, I thought, I thought Raw was, I thought it was pretty good. It's probably the most entertaining Raw I've watched in a while, and I don't, I don't, not even because it was live, but I feel like they actually finally started, you know, giving us that, I guess that WWE fresh start. <laughs> that, um, that we got, we got, it up, we, we got the, we got the start that folks uh, were promised. We were over the holidays. Yeah. Well, what made, was, what made you think that? What was the, the it's Finn Balor. Bobby yeah, Lashley, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, uh, the revival actually getting the win for once, uh, not getting jobbed out. No, what uh, I, but but Ernie, now <laughs> I, if you read, this could be. I'm, I've been going through all of the cool stuff that happened, the historic moments this past Monday mm-hmm. night here in Memphis, but I have not mentioned it was possibly the la- the revival's last match ever. The revival asking for to get out of their contract this week. Oh yeah, yeah. They, so they, that might uh, have been the last time we saw the revival. It, it's it's possible, and uh, if they get out of it, they're probably going to head off. They're probably going to run off to uh, uh, AEW or New Japan or God only knows where. But um, I mean, it, it, even with all that, like it, I felt like there was stuff that was happening. Uh, Vince was listening to the fans, you know, as far as like you know, Finn Balor, he's over. Uh, you know, fans love him, even though I mean, technically the way they book Finn Balor, he's kind of a like a bland vanilla babyface. Well, they need like some of those. Of, they need. They don't have any right now. No, no. Well, it's, it's a roster full of heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I like. I enjoy that. I think the only thing I wasn't crazy about was, and this was probably more because I watch a lot of NXT. I, I like what they do with Nikki Cross here, you know, giving her the, the, the tag match uh, with Bailey and uh, Natalia. I thought that was cool. She got to wrestle, but EC three Lacey Evans. Uh, heavy machinery. I kind of feel like they were wasted, like little backstage moments. And it's a it's a slow rollout that they're yeah. that they're having with these kind of get you, get you to know these these different characters. Yeah. Which I, it's different. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not I'm not against it yet. I, I like that they're trying something new yeah. here and doing the slow rollout where they can be on all the different shows and yeah. 
and uh, see where they go with it. Yes, it would have been. Yeah. It was the EC3 being the 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 um, most head scratching of them all. Yeah, it just, it just, but, it's just kind of sitting there, just like, oh, right. Well, you couldn't see him in, a, like, in, in your in the arena. Like, even the, just the whole thing. It was thrown in during a match, too. Not only was it a yeah. backstage, backstage interview between Kurt Hawkins and the B team, but it was also during a match. But, <laughs> uh, all right, Ernie, survey. Will we see the demon at the Royal Rumble? Demon or no demon? Uh, you know what? Uh, we still got what? We still got what? Another Raw before. Right. One uh, more Raw. Before yeah. the Rumble. So, oh, uh, man. I feel like. If if Brock can actually be bothered to show up uh, on a raw and maybe uh, maybe work Finn Balor a little bit, maybe uh, bust him up some, we'll probably see the demon. But uh, I have this sneaking suspicion that they may hold off on it because if the demon comes out, it's, I wonder if the demon's undefeated. Uh, he is, yes. The, you know, Finn uh, Balor is the, the demon. Yeah. But uh, I'll, if. If, if Brock's history is anything to say, but I, I really don't like the idea of, of Brock being the one to break that uh, that streak up, you know? It's not what you want. I'm just asking what, you, <laughs> no. what is going to happen. It's not going to be what oh, you yeah. want. All right, last thing, <laughs> the grappling hook, the grappling hook of the limo, which was more impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll, I'll take the grappling hook. But, uh, grappling hook I would all love, day. Yeah, no, nah, I'll take the grappling hook all day, but I guess. Final thoughts on Raw, we got to let I you go. We'll do, I think we'll do, I think we'll see the defense. I think you we'll think see that? him. Okay. Yeah, if it's if it's Vince and he's looking, it, he'll probably make him come out of the season. May, I mean, but if he loses, then that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's that's a whole other can of worms. Right. <laughs> any any final thoughts or any from Raw? We gotta let you go. Uh, not really. Just uh, I just wanted to do a little bit better by Sasha Banks and Ronda. That's you kind of. It's kind of dry. <laughs> well, it'll be over in a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ernie. Hey, anytime. All right, Derek, Derek King's re, re, uh, rejoining us too. If the call got dropped there, sorry about that, DK. No problem. It, I was, I was just, yeah, go ahead. Just a real quick, real quick. I was going to say, you know, I just listened about the revival. Can have, what are revivals promos like? Uh, we don't see them very often, but I mean, okay. But when you do hear them, they, they're they, your in-ring they technicians. They're they could, you know, but that's not their. They could have a they could have a manager. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, because really, they're like the Midnight Express, I guess you would say, or those kind of tag teams. So they would need a manager, which would be great for them to have a manager. But the idea that an average wrestling fan is not watching the revival. I mean, they have great matches. Not they're waiting to hear John Cena's music. You you get what I'm saying? That there's a little bit. More, I, yeah. I I realize when I uh, I come on the show or, or listen to some other uh, <laughs> shows, it's it's more uh, people who uh, like wrestling. And not sports entertainment, but the idea is this is sports entertainment. It's always been sports entertainment. The right. idea about wrestling and and it's to me it's about the people trying to judge it being the sport of look how good they can do, but it takes a partner to do that to make it work. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, all right. So you like I, yeah. I got, I got it. I got it. I no, you're right. This, Derek King is joining us here on the Cerrito Live Sports Entertainment Hour. Here on <laughs> <laughs> we. Hey, you just watched three hours of it Monday night. I didn't see you going to a wrestling event hour. You know what? <laughs> I, di- I didn't. I didn't go. To, I did not go to the uh, bathroom at all. We always talk about on the show, like when's your barbecue nachos break or your bathroom break going to be on that card? I didn't go. I kind of. I mean, I had to pee towards the end. It was three hours, but like I didn't get up and go to the bathroom. I know you did multiple times. So last thing, Derek King, when when did you choose to go? What uh, the revival match sounds like? That was one time you went to the bathroom. When was the other? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you right now. No, I, I'm, I did, it wasn't the well. It was the end of the match. But I uh, <laughs> right, was going. 
quickly to get back, and uh, I knew Vince was coming, so you know. You had to get back, yeah. Was that I had to get back. was that the only time you got up mid show? Uh, I the guy one other time I don't remember, but by that time I was done counting anything. So there you go. So we've got the there's <laughs> I always call it the barbecue nacho break. You call it it's definitely the beer run. It's when you go right, the and then run. they were out of there. I wanted the popcorn. I wanted any rather something else. I wanted. So I said, forget it. Why are you not tag teaming with James Storm? Because <laughs> I wouldn't make it to the ring. The beer. The <laughs> do you have enough beer money to team to team with him, or you just spend all of the beer money? Uh, I, he's probably <laughs> drinking more beer, and I'm probably drinking more vodka. So <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. All right, so that makes it. Uh, you guys would be rivals there. Beer money versus <laughs> vodka money. <laughs> we'll be having the match before we get to the ring. For, forget Texas barbecue, boys. All right, we gotta let you go, Derek. We're, at the, uh, we're up against it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will catch up with you again soon. Of course, everybody follow right, Derek. Man, thanks for having me. Follow Derek at Derek King One. Of course, the phone lines are still open. Nine zero one three six zero eighty two fifty five. We're gonna take a short break and be right back. You are listening to the Cerrito Live Wrestling at her on Sports Entertainment fifty six and eighty seven seven FM. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the new wing order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. And Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the new wing order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder.com. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now... 
back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. I came rolling into Mepho, TWA. Tell all the ladies, handsome Jimmy's on his way. Welcome back. To the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour, where we had an early bell time today, 10.30 a.m. Wrestling Hour will start at 10 o'clock next week. It's a wrestling half hour as we preview the Royal Rumble next Saturday with Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member. Our phone lines are open, 360-8255. If you want to get in our conversation, we're breaking down Monday Night Raw. Was here in Memphis, of course, at FedEx Forum last week. There is more uh, live wrestling action coming to Memphis Next Saturday, did you guys see the sign I took down? So there was a sign for our local wrestling group, 901 Wrestling. It was The sign was up uh, in, at Monday Night Raw, and it was confiscated by security. But 901 Wrestling, that is the wrestling company that is at the rec room every single month with two shows. And they're now on Saturday. So I'm excited about this because it gives me an opportunity to go up there. Their next two shows are January 26th and February 9th. That's right. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every Tuesday hosting trivia, not only is Rec Room a great place to play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens, you can also watch, of course, all the WWE and UFC pay-per-views on those giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch real-life professional wrestling twice a month. It's 901 Wrestling and $5 gets you in the door. All ages are welcome. Join the wrestling show if you're under 20 one, you must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. It's uh, Rec Room's located right off the Sam Cooper Boulevard. That's 3000 Broad Avenue. Go to RecRoomMemphis.com for more information and see the upcoming shows. Of course, for so long they were doing their shows on Friday. They have now moved into the Saturday slot here in 2019. So don't miss real Memphis wrestling at the Rec Room. And that is coming up on January 26th. So before we get to that, we will be at the Trivia Rumble. That's right, Low Budgets. The waiting is over. The 2019 Trivia Rumble will take place this Wednesday night at Rail Garden in Cooper Young. I will be there emceeing, as always, your host and your hero. As uh, It's a wrestling event where you get to be a part of the action. That's right. The annual Over the Top Rope Trivia Battle Royal will be at Rail Garden this week. All trivia superstars will compete as individuals in the style of the Royal Rumble. Yes, it's the trivia version of the Royal Rumble. It's going to be an evening you will soon uh, not forget. You will not you will not soon forget, actually. But uh, you can RSVP to guarantee your entry. Uh, tell your friends and your neighbors to register, too. And if you don't think you can win the Rumble, uh, it's still a, such a fun night because we're going to have prizes for the winner, for first eliminated, for the best name. you got a cool, cool wrestling name, for the best interests, and much more. And plus, it's just fun to be there, to watch it, eat, drink, cheer, boo, and chant, and be around other like-minded wrestling fans from around the territory. The Trivia Rumble this Wednesday night, free to play this Wednesday, 8 p.m. bell time at Rail Garden there in Cooper Young. You go to CerritoTrivia.com for more information. We're continuing our conversation about Monday Night Raw which was at FedEx Forum last week. And joining us now to continue breaking down the big show, a great Monday Night Raw here in Memphis. Uh, joining us now is Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He's a sports writer and producer. What's up, Jason? Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Uh, thank you for having me on today. Yeah, thank, yeah thanks for coming on. Of course, you uh, are somewhat new to Memphis. You you cover the the new minor the minor league professional teams that we've got in town, the new Express and the, and the 901 FC, but you also seem to be on the pro wrestling beat. And, 
You you were inside FedEx Forum for Monday Night Raw, so I'm interested to get your take on that. But also before Monday Night Raw, there was a big moment. WWE was here at the Civil Rights Museum, and I know you were there along with New Day and Nia Jax and, and Natty. Natty, who was on our show last week. If you have not listened to our interview uh, with Natty, my interview with Natty last on last week's show, all over the Internet – uh, this week, you're you're one of the few people who haven't listened to it. If you have not, so go find that on the podcast CerritoLive dot com. So, what was it like there at the Civil Rights Museum where WWE announced they're going to give a ten thousand dollar donation? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, it was uh, we 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 weren't exactly sure what to expect. We knew that we would uh, get a chance to uh, you know have a few minutes with uh, at least some of the uh, superstars who were there. Um, the, the the itinerary that was sent out said that you know we were supposed to the, the tour that you know the tour was supposed to last for about two hours and that we would get our uh, media availability at the end of that tour uh, but then we got there and they uh, they made the new day available to us beforehand and uh, that was supposed to be it there, there was talk about uh, you know that was that was going to be all we got but uh, we kind of talked them into letting us tag along with them at least for the first part uh, the first few minutes uh, of the of the tour through the museum and uh, I I uh, nobody told me to leave so I stayed the entire time I was one of the only uh, media members who stayed the entire time and it was you know uh, on top of just the tour itself which I had never taken um, you know and 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 that would have been worth my time as it was uh, the National Civil Rights Museum but just you know, kind of being in close proximity to, to all the, the superstars that were there. Tamina was there. Uh, you mentioned Natty and Naya and uh, the New Day, but also Ember Moon was there. So it was it was really neat to kind of get to see, get to hang out with those uh, those guys and ladies uh, for for just a little bit uh, the other day. They, they they did the donation of ten thousand dollars, and of course when we when I first saw on social media that, that they were there at the Civil Rights Museum. It, and, and WWE seems to visit Memphis now in January every year to record uh, some some footage for their Black History Month coverage and tributes that they air throughout the month of February. Did it? What did it look like that they were there recording different interviews or different elements of the museum to air for Black History Month? Yes, yes. There, they. Uh, uh, I mean, it was. It was, you know, every, I would say, 15 to 20 minutes, we would kind of stop. Uh, the tour would kind of uh, pause, I guess, for a few minutes while the cameras, uh, the WWE had their camera crew there. And uh, a couple of times they would pull, you know, one of the superstars away for a few minutes to, to do a one-on-one interview with their cameras. And um, and, and so, yeah, they, they, they got plenty of content for uh, the entire month of February, and, and I expect... Uh, you know, I expect there to be some web exclusives and uh, and things like that. So, but no, there was there was definitely no shortage of uh, of, of you know stuff that they got while they were there to uh, to fill you know to fill to sort of produce what they um, you know something really nice for not only uh, Martin Luther King uh, Martin Luther King Day but also uh, the rest of Black History Month. Yeah, kudos to whoever it is. So somebody over there, at WWE, came up with this idea for so many months. They 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 always pay uh, pay tribute to uh, the 
black uh, wrestlers and uh, historical figures over the years. But last year was really the first year that they that they came to Memphis and were just recorded a bunch of things. They're like, we're going to record something to air on Monday and Tuesday every week during Black History Month and help uh, educate and, and continue the conversation about Black History Month and civil rights uh, with our audience. And they did that last year, and it was just outstanding. It was great to watch and uh, great to highlight the, the museum in that way. And it uh, looks like they're doing that again. So that's pretty cool. We're talking with Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him at Munsley on Twitter. That's out, How do I pronounce your Twitter name? M-U-N-Z-L-Y. <laughs> Munsley on, on, on Twitter, uh, tweeting a bunch of different stuff about wrestling, too. So it's a great follow here and other Memphis sports-related news. You broke the news before... Monday Night Raw that Jerry the King Lawler would be ma- uh, be making an appearance, but it ended up being a very short cameo. What did you think about the King's two seconds on TV? <laughs> it was uh, a bit surprising. Uh, I thought that he might get uh, a little, you know, I thought they would at least trot him out to, uh, you know, in front of the the live uh, the live crowd there. But uh, yeah, no, he he uh, came out of Mister McMahon's office in air quotes and. Uh, uh, right. Watch the uh, watch the the No Way Jose uh, procession go by uh, with a confused look on his face, and and that was it. You know, it was. I, I thought maybe he would come out after the the camp. You know, after the show, after the the cameras uh, were turned off and everything. But um, but at least we got what we got. It was it was really nice that that they uh, include him every time they come through here. So. Um, yeah, that was that was fun to to see him. Right, as I uh, mentioned earlier on in in this hour, like the like it was the the it was very bizarre. The king had a confused look on his face, but I also had one when it was like <laughs> we're in the arena and we can't hear the announcers, and it says coming up, and like what is coming up? Like Jerry Lawler or No Way Jose? We saw him earlier. Like what what is happening? <laughs> I was so confused well, at that moment yeah, well, too. So I tell you, I I started thinking, you know, maybe they were going to. Uh, have a, a you know a, a big announcement. You know, I, I know they they've sort of been doing this thing with Baron Corbin. He's the interim. He's the general manager elect, and blah blah blah. You know, I thought maybe it was time that uh, that they you know bring Jerry back in in like a commissioner or a general manager uh, role. Uh, and I thought that, that might be you know obviously he's coming out of Mister McMahon's office, and that could have been something they were doing, and maybe they. Maybe that was, you know, the teaser, the first in a line of teasers to something like that. But, um, you know, when I talked to Jerry last week, he told me he also signed a new year, uh, a new two year uh, contract with with WWE. And so who knows? Who knows what's coming up? Right. Uh, Not sure. We're talking with Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. And the other your your pre store your interview that you had before WWE got here was with Elias. So one of the shocking things on the show is Elias had a very small role after going not only talking to you at the commercial appeal but going on uh, Channel Three. He did a big media blitz in the morning. I guess that's all the work he had to do on Monday because he was just backstage for a brief moment. Uh, the somewhat disappointing. Really, everybody else on the WWE Monday Night Raw roster was pretty present and active on the show outside of Elias. It was a bit surprising and, and I guess disappointing for, for Elias fans and, and people, uh, I guess, WWE fans in general. But, um, yeah, you know, the fact that he was sort of the guy that, that they designated to make the, the media rounds uh, ahead of this show, uh, you thought that, that there might be more <laughs> to his appearance than, than what there ended up being. 
Um, you know, and, and what's funny is a few days before the show, uh, on the FedEx Forum website, they teased, they, they kind of, they put like a little update and they said, you know, these are a couple of matches that'll be included in the, in, you know, on the show. And one of them was a six man tag with Elias being involved. I think John Cena was going to be part of it, right. uh, potentially Dean Ambrose and others. So I don't know if Elias is hurt. I don't know if, if, you know, this was the plan all along that he would just, you know, play his guitar, uh, backstage, but, um, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. At least, he, at least he made he made an appearance. Yeah, I believe the dark matches they had advertised were he was involved in that six man tag. But then once we got the the other matches announced last week before the show about the, the Ronda Rousey yeah. tag match and the and the Intercontinental uh, Triple Threat that I that kind of got that's right. They all the advertised. I I they never have the advertised dark matches. You can kind of. Think you're going to see the people in the matches are going to be wrestling, right. but hey, just have, have time and time again never never actually have those matches. So, what was your favorite moment from the show here as we look back? Well, gosh, I think this uh, the fact that Vince was there. You know, he doesn't make a ton of appearances anymore, um, and the fact that he was there, and uh, you know, not only did he come out to the ring, but he, he was also shown uh, in a couple of backstage. Uh, you know, I guess you call them skits or, or spots or whatever. Um, that was really cool. I mean, you know, you, you don't know how much, uh, how many more live appearances he'll make this year. Right. Um, and, and again, it, it, he doesn't make a ton anymore. So uh, I thought that was really uh, cool. Um, I also liked uh, the, the the unveiling of the new uh, women's tag team belts. I uh, thought that was great. I thought that even, even though... Um, uh, Brock Lesnar wasn't there. Paul Heyman. I'm a big Paul Heyman fan. Uh, love his his promos. He's one of the best there is, and uh, and so to get to see him a little bit and hear him do his thing, I thought was really cool. Um, and then you know, Finn Balor is always great. The fact that he he wrestled twice uh, was really was really something uh, that I'll that I'll remember. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of things. I thought it was one of the better Raws in a long time. And, and, right. You know, yeah. so those were some of the highlights for me. Following a, a rating slump and a creative slump, they seem to bounce back, both rating-wise yeah. and, and creatively. This, I mean, we got lucky. It's the first Raw after football season is over, so WWE gets back and and, and seems to up their game. WrestleMania season, I, I'm starting to believe, really starts on the Monday after the college football championship because you're on that road to, to the Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania right. at, at that point. But... Yeah, Vince. Did you find Vince McMahon hard to understand? Like, I couldn't understand him in the live. I watched it back on TV, and I could understand him better. But like, so I don't know if that was a FedEx form problem or what. But I couldn't understand what he, what he was saying half the time. It was. It was tough, and uh, you know, I I felt like I understood him. He was easier to make out um, when he was backstage, um, you know, doing his doing the camera stuff. But yeah, when he came out. Uh, in the middle of the ring, it was it was it wasn't easy, and I don't I I'm not so sure that it is um, a FedEx form thing. I just kind of think, you know, he's I don't know if his <laughs> voice he's is changing that. or just getting <laughs> yeah. the, getting older. He's he's kind of changing the way he's doing things. But yeah, no, it was it was tough to understand. The uh, we're talking with Jason Munz from the Commercial Appeal. We got a couple of minutes left. The what, what would you think? Who's Memphis of the Gave the biggest pop to the other night. Like who? Who is the city of Memphis's favorite Monday Night Raw 
superstar right now. Who is it? Is it is it Finn Balor? I I would say he was right up there. Um, I think Braun Strowman, even though he didn't wrestle when he came out, there's a hot. You know, of course he was. Yeah, of course he was the first uh, first guy out of the out of the back, but uh, he got a big one. I thought Ronda Rousey got a nice uh, a nice pop. Um, You know, I think those were probably the big the big three: Uh, Seth Rollins, John Cena, uh, also in the mix there uh, as far as crowd reaction. So. Yeah, um, Cena was. Yeah, Cena's definitely. Cena's definitely up there. And for so for so many years, like Cena's that guy, right? That many wrestling fans are like, I'm not a fan of Cena, but I respect Cena. That's all a lot of people say, yeah. right? Like, I think I'm a fan of Cena after this Monday night. Like, if you stuck around till the end, and yes, it was kind of yeah. it was kind of lame that he had to put he didn't need to put Finn over on uh, TV like he did. Like, people Finn's over already, right? You don't need to be <laughs> having John Cena give him the rub. But okay, fine, one time that's good. We'll, we'll, I'm okay with that. But like after after the show, and like and that thing did last a while too. When he's holding up Finn's hand, I'm like for a minute like. They're not going to turn John Cena, are they? Is this for real? Like, he's, <laughs> he's got this haircut, which, by the way, real right. quick question: Do you think had the haircut looked better or worse in person? The John Cena haircut. I'm gonna. <laughs> I gotta say worse. I, gotta, I was not a fan. <laughs> of course, he had the hat on at first for for a minute, but a, after the show, when like Cena's Cena knows somebody tells Cena or he pays attention, right? He knows exactly where the Cena fans are in that crowd, and he makes sure to. Uh, to do something special for them, whether it's he yep. runs to the ring at the beginning and throws his shirt directly, like perfect pass to the kid in the front yep. row wearing the John Cena shirt. On his way, <laughs> yep. a, on his way out, he is giving not only taking like you know, selfies with people at ringside, but he noticed there's that group. There was like a group of like five or six, ten, maybe ten people with John Cena shirts, all matching John Cena shirts, sitting close, yep. and he made sure to stop by there and throw his armbands to them as like it is so cool like he gave made sure to give personal attention to the people that he knew were there to see him and that was really cool yeah he is i'm i'm a john cena fan now i'm officially a john cena fan i will chant john cena sucks but uh i will do that (laughs) out of respect for him so we got right a couple of a couple of more minutes here. I've surveyed everybody on this on, on that's been on the show today jason but do uh what was the more impressive braun strowman backstage stunt at FedEx Forum. So last January at Monday Night Raw, I know you weren't there, but you probably watched it on TV. He used the grappling hook to tear down the set on top of Brock Lesnar and the mayor of Knox County. This year, he flips over the limousine that uh, was Vince McMahon's, uh, that he had some special relationship with. But So which one was more impressive, the limo or the grappling hook? I got to go with the grappling hook, um, you know, because that's, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's, like the only time they've ever tried a stunt like that with him. Um, you know, he's flipped things before. Didn't he, he did the ambulance, uh, with, uh, with Roman Reigns inside of it, supposedly, right. um, <laughs> you know, and he, and I think he's at least done it one other time. So this is, you know, we've seen this sort of thing before. It was that I will say that it was a really, really good moment when, uh, when Vince walks up and, they don't even say anything to each other. They just sit there and stare at each other. I thought that was really, really funny and 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 um, a nice, lighthearted moment uh, in the show. Um, but no, that 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 grappling hook and and tearing down the set, I thought was uh, you know that's one for the ages. All right, none of them great to watch and in, in in being in the live crowd, right? But for TV, that's, right. they're they're fine. We're we're wrapping things up with Jason Munz from the Commercial Appeal. We got about a minute left. 
Uh, the question I was asking when I was walking out, and many people, demon or no demon, of course, Finn Balor gets inserted into the main event at the Royal Rumble. We're looking ahead. Uh, the Memphis Raw, lots of historic moments, pushed ahead a lot of storylines. Now the question is, can Finn Balor even pull up the upset? Can't, he has to be the demon if he's going to do it. Is there, are they going to go demon or not? You know, I mean, obviously the Rumble is is the, the last major um, pay-per-view before WrestleMania. So it's, it is a good question. I mean, it, it, it certainly uh, would be great if he did, but do you save that until WrestleMania? I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you, you know, do you kind of show your cards early or do you wait till WrestleMania? I'm not so sure. I think they'll probably wait and, and let him come out and be, uh, you know, just the regular old Finn Balor. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if, he, if he loses us the demon, that's going to be a whole nother thing. But if he comes out as a right. demon, he's supposed to win. He's undefeated as a demon. So we'll, we'll, we'll see at the Royal Rumble a week from tomorrow. Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Everybody, of course, can follow you at Munz Lee on Twitter. That's M U N Z L Y. Thank you, Jason. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Jason Munz from the Commercial Appeal. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back uh, next week. It's a wrestling half hour. We'll start it at 10 a.m. Central Time preview the Royal Rumble. Of course, I will see you at Rail Garden this Wednesday night. So I want to thank all you low budgets for listening today. Until Wednesday, I'll see you around the territory.